SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM 159. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Best yet, follow me on Twitter. Send a tweet today. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Well, 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 well. How about an over 746,000 to one ticket every Notre Dame fan should be holding. Uh, what teams need to do to reach the Final Four? Will Blake play or won't he? Rivalry weekend. What would eight look like? Heisman what? Who's going where and uh, who's getting raises over or under in college football trends? We'll get to all those stories again, plus your emails and tweets on a special Thanksgiving week edition of Opposite Picks. What's going on, LLs, the loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Thanksgiving week? It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? The final week, though, sad thing in a lot of ways. Final week of college football's regular season. Boy, the season flew by, didn't it? It really, I know you say that basically every single year at the end of the year. Boy, it went fast, it went fast. Uh, I don't think I'm going to say that about the NFL. The NFL, like, I can't believe the NFL is basically only halfway through. It's like, wow, we got seven more games in the NFL season? Seven more? Holy fudge. College football, though, and it has flown by. And really, without that many storylines, which I'll get into here in a little bit with the Heisman watch, I, I can't remember another season where there's been such little buzz on who's winning the Heisman Trophy. I think there are a couple of reasons for that. One, I just, you know, it sounds bad to say, but it's the truth. I think we're just sick of Ohio State quarterbacks. You know, no no matter what they do, as we see Justin Fields struggle week in, week out in the NFL, although he's picked up his play of late, but he's not, uh, you know, the next Dan Marino, that's for sure. I I just think, and and I really, I think that plays a role in now watching, in this case, C.J. Stroud. It's just like, who cares? They're all good at Ohio State. They all get to throw for 5,000 touchdowns. Ohio State's playing against a, a you know, bunch of cupcakes. You and I could throw for five touchdowns if we started for Ohio State. So I, I think that's part of the equation. And there's not, there really just hasn't been that many storylines this year. Uh, we're not buying into Michigan. Uh, you know, Tennessee was good, but, you know, last we took care of that. So it's it's been a weird college football year in which we haven't had that great run. This would be the year that if you had a standout defensive back or defensive lineman, whatever, defensive player, that he might be able to emerge and actually win the Heisman Trophy. Um, but we really we don't even have that. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we get the big news with Michigan, Ohio State, uh, the Heisman Trophy watch. Uh, we'll, we'll go over the uh, the rankings uh, this week for the uh, college football Final Four. Who needs to do what to get in? And believe it or not, Irish fans, I've come up with a way in which Notre Dame can still make the Final Four. And I know what you're saying, Scott. They're ranked 15th with one week left. How are they going to overturn, you know, 10 teams? Oh, it's possible. It is possible. Uh, It's 746,000 to one impossible, but it is possible. And we got a bunch of college football trends uh, for Saturday's games uh, as well. Uh, Some good trends, some, some real good trends here, as we always do. Last week, 
Our trends went three and seven. Overall for the season, 39 winners, 37 losers, two pushes. And these are the best, and you guys know, you know, like I grab uh, the best 10 to 12 to 15 whatever trends each week, sometimes less than that. And in the end, we're two games over 500 with a couple of pushes, no less. So uh, that's what I told you at the beginning of the year. That's what it would be, right? I, I predicted at the beginning of the year. I've, I've done this many years um, and take all loyalties out of it. You know, I, I try best trends out there. And in the end, they're right around 50% every single year. So for those that just bet based on trends, this is my way of telling you, don't. It's it, it. You might as well flip a coin. You might as well flip a coin. So now, do I listen to my own medicine, uh, if you will? No. You know, do I bet games based on trends? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when you hear a trend like this team is 10-1 and one over or 10-1 and one under or 10-1 and one against the spread, I mean, it, it's hard not to. Right? I mean, you know, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. But in the end, it's right around 500. So with that said, I have 14 more for this weekend. <laughs> you know, uh, even though I, I'm saying they're worthless, but they're, they're a lot of fun. So we have 14 solid, rock solid college football trends to get to. And with this being the last week of college football's regular season, for the most part, we got Army Navy uh, next week. Um, good chance to go back and look at some of the team overs and unders. Uh, and uh, not surprisingly, it's right around 50-50 for those that have gone over, those that have gone under. And we have about 15 games where teams are pending heading into this weekend. Meaning if they win or lose, we'll determine uh, whether they go over or under. So we'll go over uh, some of the overs and unders uh, from this year as well. So a lot to get to on this uh, Thanksgiving week special edition. Opposite picks right here at Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. Yours truly sitting in. Uh, for the next, uh, what do we got, uh, 48 minutes or so. You want to send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You want to email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, uh, and fire away. Then we get a couple of emails and tweets already we want to get to. But a couple of things here. First up, all right, uh, the big story really is will he play or won't he? Uh, we're no we're no closer to really finding out. I'm saying no, and that is uh, with uh, Michigan running back Blake Corum, who, for all intents and purposes, is the entire Michigan offense, a good 75 percent of the offense anyway. Realistically, leads the nation in 19 uh, with 19 touchdowns, 18 on the ground, third in total yards, uh, over 1400, fifth in rushing, averaging over 130 yards a game. I mean, he's the, he's their offense. He he is it. You know. Didn't leave last week's game against Illinois in the first half with a knee injury. Came back second half, ran the ball once, and that was the last we saw of him. So you don't – and now they're just, you know, being uh, real quiet about it. Day-to-day, we'll find out at the end of the week uh, on, on Saturday, you know, about 13 seconds before kickoff. You don't, in my history of knee injuries, you don't recover from knee injuries like that in a week. You, you just don't. Now, had Michigan been blowing out Illinois by 30 points last week – 
then I'd say, well, okay, you know, maybe they're being conservative and then no sense risking him when you got the big game next week against Ohio State. But that was not the case. Michigan was in a dogfight. They were trailing, as a matter of fact, most of the second half. So if he could have played last week, he would have played for sure, as their season was not going up in smoke. I think they actually could have lost to Illinois, beat Ohio State this weekend, and uh, win the Big Ten championship game and probably get a Final Four berth. But, you know, obviously they didn't want to lose last week. So he would have played if he was healthy. So now we got to base it on, all right, he's hurt Sunday, Saturday, the game hurts Sunday. He's going to recover sometime Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Eh, I don't know. Um, you know, again, a knee injury that bad. Uh, they, they, that generally doesn't heal in, in two, three, four days. I, I would, uh, no matter what you hear, and no matter what, the, you know, insiders they say, you know, come Saturday morning, uh, I'm saying that he's not going to be in there. Maybe they give him a go. Maybe they give him a try. But, uh, you know, using him as a decoy, but I, I don't think so. I, I think Michigan's in trouble anyway. I, Ohio State's a better team. They, they just are. So with or without Corum, I would like Ohio State. You want to lay the 7.5? It's 7.5 now. Probably goes up to 8.5, 9, uh, maybe even 10, realistically, if the word leaks out that he can't play. You know, it might go up a couple of points. So... That, but that's the big news, obviously, Michigan and, and Ohio State. And I don't think the loser is automatically in. I think if Ohio State is the loser, they have a decent shot of getting in the Final Four. But if Michigan is the loser, I think they're done. You know, barring, you know, craziness and having all those teams that are ranked five, six, seven, eight all lose. I, I don't think with Michigan's resume, it really is. It, it's amazing how few teams Michigan has beaten that's worth anything. It's it's amazing until you find out who's on the selection committee. It's amazing that Michigan is as high as three. Now, they're undefeated, so they're just going to put these undefeated teams. I don't care if you play Topeka high 11 times. If you're 11-0, you're going to be ranked in the top four. That That's just how college football is. <clears throat> but when you really look at who they've beaten and how bad the Big Ten was this year, I don't think they could survive a beatdown from Ohio State. You know, e even a close one. I mean, they, they, at least Ohio State has the Notre Dame win on their resume that they could point to if they were to lose to Michigan. But Michigan has nothing, nothing. I mean, uh, you know, Sandy. I mean, just just a bunch of nobodies. So <clears throat> they got to win this one. And what this would do to his Heisman Trophy uh, campaign? You know, it wouldn't help. It obviously wouldn't help. You know, he, he doesn't play against the best team, you know, on their schedule. Uh, that's a secondary notion, I'm sure, for him and the club. But just from a from a better standpoint, if you want to bet this stuff, and I generally don't bet awards, you know, when, when it comes to, uh, especially ones that I actually had a vote on at one point, um, I, who, who knows what people, you know, but we saw it with the baseball goofy awards. So I don't, I don't bet the Heisman watch. I, I really don't. If you want to knock yourself out, but. I couldn't with a straight face bet for him if he's not playing against the best team. Just, just I couldn't do it. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> Can you name five worthy candidates this year? Five. I can give you three. Might be able to press it to four. Five is 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 tough. It really, you know, it's it's been one of the least talked about years in the Heisman, like I said, in a long, long time. 
long time. Maybe, maybe ever. And I'm not being, you know, like crazy here. Uh, the Heisman Trophy every year is like the biggest thing in the world. It is by far the, the most prestigious individual sports award we have, right? You know, MVP NFL is nice. You know, MVP baseball is nice. Basketball is nice. This, that, what have you. But nothing comes even close to the Heisman Trophy. And yet, there's been no buzz. You know, the, if I had to pinpoint it to five, uh, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud would be on the list in no particular order. He's got 35 touchdown passes. He's only 18th, though, in passing yards. Quorum from Michigan obviously would be on there, as we just talked about with his numbers. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, got hurt last week. Probably won't play this week, but you know we, we've seen enough of him. I don't need to see him against Vandy to, to know that he's had a terrific year. And he has to, if there is a storyline somewhere, it would be Hooker in Tennessee, right? Kind of coming out of almost nowhere and you know really challenging for a Final Four spot. They're going to come up a little bit short. But that, you know, that would be number three. North Carolina quarterback Drake May. No one's ever heard of this dude. He's got 34 touchdown passes. 34. Four interceptions. I told you last week, North Carolina is the quietest 10-1 and team in the history of college football. I, can't, I mean, I, last week I was shocked when I saw them ranked. I'm like, 10-1? and one? No. Because they, they lost to Notre Dame. There's the one loss right there. I know they have at least one. And all the Wake Forest game and the Duke game and all those close games, and they, they were finding ways to win. And there they sit at 10-1. and one. And there they have a quarterback, Drake May, who's 34 touchdown passes, four interceptions. He's having a phenomenal year with Mac Brown there. You would think that they'd be getting some publicity, but really nothing. And then the fifth guy probably would be Caleb Williams for, for USC. 33 touchdown passes, three interceptions. He's had a terrific year, transferring over you know, with, with Oklahoma. Um, but again, there's something, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's each one of these guys has a negativity. Ohio State CJ Stroud has the negativity of, well, he's just another one of a long, long, long line of Ohio State quarterbacks that are great in college, but will suck in the NFL. So we're going to hold that against them. And they're, 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 you know, their schedule is, is pretty easy. And the one game that they did have, the tough game, Notre Dame, he did not play well. Michigan, you know, Blake Corum might not play against Ohio State. You know, can you really give it to a guy who's not going to play? Not his fault, but he's not going to play against the best team on their schedule. And their schedule is a joke, so mm, no. Uh, Tennessee quarterback Cooker, you know, they had two losses. They were right there, and the last one was an embarrassing loss. You know, it would have been nice for them to get to the Final Four or at least, you know, finish the season 11-1, and but they don't. So uh. North Carolina, Drake May. You know, the knock on him would be, who's he? Who? Drake? Where? May? May what? Maybe he'll make it? I mean, North Carolina's 10 and 1? No. And then USC, Kayla Williams. I think that's more a knock on just the Pac-12 being so bad that no matter what the Pac-12 does, it's not going to get any credibility until they finally get to a Final Four and finally win something. We all know they can't spell defense, let alone play it in the Pac-12. So any numbers that he's putting up are, are phony in people's minds. So every one of these guys are worthy, and every one of these guys has a big negative on their uh, shoulder as well. So weird, weird, weird Heisman Trophy watch. I, if I was voting this year, which I'm not, handed hooker, I would go with the Tennessee quarterback. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6M, 159 continues. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Taking your emails and tweets today. No phone calls. We'll do the other uh, phone calls uh, next week. Uh, special edition thanks uh, given week edition of Opposite Picks. So uh, emails and tweets are okay to go today. Uh, how do we get in, Scott? Get that all the time, right? How can my team get in? Well, are you ready? Here's how your team gets in. All right, number one, Georgia. I think win or lose, Georgia's in the Final Four. You know, barring, well, let's just put it this way. How do we get in? Uh, Win or lose against Georgia Tech or LSU in the SEC title game. I think they're in. How don't they make it if they were to lose to both? And they would have to lose to both and probably have some help along the way with some other teams. But in win one of the two remaining games, and that includes, uh, you know, just beating Georgia Tech. And if they lose against LSU, I still think they're in. The only way Georgia's not in is if they lose to both teams. Number two, Ohio State. How do we get in? Beat Michigan. And then I think they're in. Win or lose Big Ten title game. I think as long as they beat Michigan, they are in because they have that win against Notre Dame. Lose. How do we get out? Not make it? Lose to Michigan by three touchdowns and have TCU and USC win big. They lose to Michigan. They're obviously not going to the Big Ten title game. Um, if they lose to Michigan by you know a close game, I think they're in. They would have to get blown out, in essence, by Michigan and then have TCU and USC win, and then they would fall so far that they would fall behind those two teams. So it's not definite, definite. Nobody is definite, definite. Even Georgia. Because I do think if Georgia were to lose to Georgia Tech and LSU, I don't think it's going to happen. But if that were with two losses, I don't think they would get in. Ohio State, you beat Michigan. I think they're in regardless of what happens in the Big Ten title game. Lose to Michigan by three touchdowns. They would have to get blown out, play ugly, play lousy, and have TCU and USC win. And then Ohio State would be out. Number three, Michigan. How do they get in? Uh, beat Ohio State, win or lose the Big Ten title game. Same thing. I, I think the winner of Ohio State-Michigan is getting in regardless of the outcome of the, the Big Ten title game. Uh, how do they not get in? Lose to Ohio State. I think they lose to Ohio State, they're done. Again, you know, uh, it, it, w- it would take some doing, um, but I, I think once they lose to Ohio State with their resume, they would lose a head-to-head battle with TCU. They would lose a head-to-head battle unless you were to win. I think they would lose a, a battle with the USC. And I think they would actually even lose a battle against Alabama, to tell you the truth. Um, and maybe, just maybe, even Clemson, they would lose a head-to-head battle, a, a one-loss Michigan team. I mean, you really – and now, again, as we uh, you know should have been uh, pointing out all season long, our bad we didn't, the Michigan AD is part of the College Football Selection Committee. Now, you want to sit there and yell and scream and say, well, he's going to leave well, you know, once they start discussing Michigan and, and with their merits. Please, stop. stop. He's not getting up out of that room. And, and even if he is, you know, officially, you don't think he's talking to those other ADs? Hey, how's your football team doing? Well, I can't tell you. Well, what do you mean you can't tell me? Well, I'm on a selection committee. 
Yeah, I know. We're just talking. They're having a great year, right? They're a lot of fun to go see. Oh, I, I, I can't talk about that. You know, that, that that's against the rules. Uh, you know, no, no, no. Please. Of course he is. Of course he has an influence on those guys. That's why Michigan is number three. That's why they're ranked ahead of TCU right now. So even with that, I don't think a loss to Ohio State uh, would, uh, you know, would obviously help them. But I think that would bury them. TCU, how do you get in? Beat Iowa State, close out the regular season, and then win the Big 12 title game. Pretty obvious. How don't they get in? This is a tough one. This is probably the toughest one on on the board. Uh, I think they would have to lose both games to not get in. Well, they'd have to lose the Big 12 title game. I think if they lose to Iowa State Saturday, win the Big 12 title, and have USC lose and Georgia beat LSU, then they would get in. So they obviously control their own destiny. Losing to Iowa State wouldn't be the the, the be-all, end-all of their season. I still think they can win the Big 12 title game and have USC lose to Notre Dame and Georgia beat LSU, which figures to happen, and I think they would get in with the one loss. But the one loss has got to be earlier. You know, They have that one more game. They've clinched a spot in a Big 12 title game, so have the last taste in everyone's mouth be in a Big 12 title game victory, and I think they would be okay. Number five, LSU. Beat Georgia. Win or lose against Texas A&M. This is an interesting dilemma. This is the one scenario where I don't think the committee wants this to have happen. LSU has already clinched a spot in the SEC title game. This weekend's game against uh, Texas A&M is meaningless. Last game for the Aggies. It's been a horrible, I mean just an absolutely, obviously horrible year. Four and seven. This is their Super Bowl. There's no bowl. There's no championship game. There's no anything for uh, Jimbo's guy. This is it. This is their Super Bowl. So you know you're going to get an honest effort out of uh, A&M this weekend. I, I think they could beat LSU. Uh, that would mean LSU would have three losses. I think if they were to lose to A&M and beat Georgia in the title game, I think they're still getting in with three losses. I do. I, I don't know how you couldn't put the SEC champ in. Who would you put in? Can't put Georgia in, right? I mean, they, they, they just lost. Maybe you could. Could, could Tennessee sneak in? I don't think it would go by rankings. I think it would go by, oh, we got to get a, we got to get an SEC team in here. We, we just have to. Um, it's hard to reward a team that just lost its title game, but maybe Georgia would be it. So LSU to get in, just beat Georgia in the SEC title game. I think if they do that, they're in, even with three losses. Out, just lose to Georgia. Season's over. Pretty easy. Number six, USC. How do they make it? Beat Notre Dame Saturday and then win the Pac-12 title game. I think if that occurs, then they're in. They'll leapfrog the loser of Ohio State and Michigan, and they would be in. And they would leapfrog uh, you know, uh, TCU if TCU were to lose as well. How don't they make it? Lose to Notre Dame or the Pac-12 title game. Um, I, I don't think they could survive with another loss. Three losses, Pac-12 champ, or two losses, Pac-12 champ. No, um, they have to win that Pac-12 title game. No two ways about it. Could they lose to Notre Dame and win that Pac-12 game? I I don't think so. It, it would take too much of a, you know, too many losses for them to to leapfrog um, 
I don't I don't see it. Because if they really liked USC that much, they would be ahead of LSU right now, and they're not. Alabama, number seven. How do they get in, Scott? Beat Auburn, close out the regular season. Have Georgia beat LSU. Now, that's like the precursor to almost all these. TCU lose in the Big 12 title game. USC lose in the uh, Pac-12 title game. And that would allow Alabama to move up. And they would pass USC because they lost. They would pass LSU because they lost. And they would pass TCU because they lost. It's 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 not that far-fetched, believe it or not. So let's see if they you know pound the snot out of uh, Auburn here just to make an impression. Number eight, uh, Clemson. How do they get in? Beat South Carolina, close out the regular season, win the ACC title game. That's not enough. Then they would also need TCU to lose the Big 12 title game, LSU to lose to Georgia, USC to lose to Notre Dame, or the Pac-12 title game. And then here's the kicker, have Alabama lose to Auburn. I think a two-loss Alabama team would get in over a one-loss Clemson team. So they need Alabama. That's the tough one. They need Alabama to lose to Auburn. I don't think they would ever go ahead of them, even though they have one less loss. Number nine, Oregon. How do they make it, Scott? Beat Oregon State to close out the regular season. They then advance to the Pac-12 title game where they need to win. Have Clemson lose once, one of these final two games that they have. USC to lose once, either in the Pac-12. It would be the Pac-12 title game. Uh, TCU to lose in the Big 12 title game. And then have, again, have Georgia beat LSU. Not impossible. Not likely, but not impossible. You know, you got two shots at it with Clemson against South Carolina and, and the ACC title game, uh, which is not going to be any pushover against that North Carolina team, which could score with the best of them. You know, USC's got a tough game against Notre Dame, and then you could beat them anyway, so you control your own destiny from that scenario. TCU, that they have two games where they could lose one. And Georgia figures to beat LSU. You know, Oregon's not, you, you want to put a couple of shekels on it. That's, uh, you know, they're not out of this by any stretch. How about number 10, Tennessee? Can they get in? They can, but you're going to need Oregon to lose to Oregon State, Clemson to lose to South Carolina or the ACC title game, USC to lose to Notre Dame, LSU to lose to Georgia in the SEC title game, and Michigan to get blown out by Ohio State. If all that occurs, then Tennessee would go from 10 to 4. Or maybe even 3. Now, now we get to the good one. How can our beloved Irish Scott make it? Well, believe it or not, even at 15, where they stand right now, they can make it. Uh, And I actually posted it on FanDuel. And they'll accept the bet. You can bet right now, will Notre Dame, in essence, make the college football playoff? What needs to occur? Best get out a big pad and a thick pencil, and we'll run it all down. You won't have to work another day in your life if it all hits. That's next. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio Sirius XM 159. Living the dream, and the dream is Notre Dame reaching the Final Four. Not next year, no, 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 not two years from now. This year, folks. Impossible, you say? <laughs> Whenever it's impossible, you come to Mr. Vegas. Here's how it could happen. All right, right now, Notre Dame is ranked 15th in the latest college football poll. So they got to leapfrog theoretically. Well, not theoretically. They have to leapfrog 11 teams to get to the number four spot. So how would that occur? All right, beat USC, obviously, this weekend. That eliminates USC. Ohio State beat up on Michigan. More than likely will happen. Michigan drops way down because it's an embarrassing loss and their schedule's a joke. TCU loses to Iowa State and the Big 12 title game. We would need both. LSU loses to Texas A&M and Georgia, and realistically, probably just Georgia in the SEC title game. I don't think they're getting in with three losses. No way. And would they get in over Notre Dame? I don't think they would. I really don't. Uh, But that would be a hell of a debate, right, with with Brian Kelly? So let's just say have LSU um, lose to Georgia in the SEC title game. Alabama lose to Auburn. That's going to be a tough one, but it's a rivalry game. Clemson lose to South Carolina. Hand them a second loss. Or the ACC title game. But still, Notre Dame would get the benefit of the doubt since they wallop Clemson. There's no way Clemson would be getting in over Notre Dame. And then have Oregon lose to Oregon State. Not that, you know, Oregon State's pretty good this year, ranked 21st. Uh, The Beavers have turned things around. Rivalry game, obviously. What are the odds of all that happening, Scott? Well, funny you should ask. Let's put it into the the FanDuel computer, shall we? South Carolina, give me South Carolina money line plus 450 against Clemson. Give me Auburn plus 980 money line against Alabama. Give me Oregon State plus 138 money line against Oregon. Oregon State's the home team, by the way. Give me, uh, oh, we need Michigan, we need Penn State to lose as well. I forgot about that. Um, Didn't put them in there. We need Penn State to lose. Give me Michigan State plus 740 money line at Penn State. Give me Iowa State money line at TCU plus 330. Notre Dame, we got to take plus the 168, obviously against the USC. Give me Vandy. Against, uh, oh, did we mention Vandy? I forgot about that one. That's another tough one. We need Vandy, uh, but at home. Vandy's at home. Um, coming off that, that nice win uh, over uh, Kentucky <coughs> and Florida. It turned things around. So give me Vandy plus the 420 uh, against Tennessee. Give me uh, Kansas knocking off Kansas State because we would need uh, Kansas State to lose as well. Plus 390. And then we would have uh, Washington State plus the 114 against Washington, as we need uh, Washington to lose. So we need nine things realistically to happen. What are the odds, Scott? Again, funny you should ask. The odds are 746,206 to one. You could put that bet in on FanDuel right now. In fact, I did last night. (laughs) Um, So in it goes... Yep, a $1, you can't put it in for $100. You can't put it in for $10. But FanDuel will take a $1 bet 
Nine-leg parlay, South Carolina plus 450, Auburn plus 980, Oregon State plus 138, Michigan State plus 740, Iowa State plus 330, Notre Dame plus the 168, Vandy plus 420, Kansas plus 390, and Washington State plus 114. All those hit, a $1 bet pays you $746,206.68. You'll never have to work another day in your life. Well, maybe you would after taxes and everything nowadays. Used to be, but uh, probably not the case anymore. So there you go. That's all Notre Dame needs. Just that. Just that. And, you know, the best thing about it is on Saturday, you can start to hedge if you really wanted to. I mean, let's just say lightning strikes and these things start rolling in. South Carolina, Clemson, Auburn, Alabama, Oregon State, um, and Oregon, Michigan State, and Penn State, Iowa, TCU, are all at 4 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock. So we have five legs of our nine-leg parlay in the afternoon. If all five of those should hit, now we have four games left. Notre Dame, Vandy, Kansas, Washington State. Now we can start to hedge a little bit. Because remember, we're going to win 746000 So, you know, even with Tennessee being a monster favorite over Vandy, uh, laying about seven to one, you, you can still hedge. So, and then, like, even if the miracle of all miracles occur, and we go eight and zero, we got the Washington Washington State game starting at ten thirty Eastern time as the one all by itself for the most part. Kansas Kansas State's at eight o'clock, but you know, with in game live stuff, you can you can hedge that one. You can you imagine being eight and zero heading into the Washington State game? How much would you hedge? If you're holding on to a $1,746,000 ticket, how much? $100,000? I mean, the problem, you know what the problem is? You need that in your account in order to hedge. So you need to find $100,000 to put into your account so you could bet $100,000. Can you imagine if you didn't have that kind of money and FanDuel didn't offer you a cash out and you're scrambling around? You know, it, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. Literally Saturday night, banks are all closed. Wife is sleeping. How am I going to borrow? I, I just can't call my local uh, Louis de Lip or my uh, local buddy. Hey, can I borrow a couple bucks? Sure. How much? A uh, hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I you you couldn't you know you'd have to prepare yourself. That'd be a nice a nice problem to have. But and then you could you imagine if you didn't hedge because you couldn't find a hundred thousand to deposit. I'm sure they would give you a cash out. Um, how much would they give you? If you really went eight and zero, and you're looking at cashing out at seven hundred forty-six thousand, I would think, and you got it basically a pick 'em. You know, the Washington State's not a big underdog, plus one fourteen. I would think they would give you at least three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, two fifty, three hundred thousand in, in that. Uh, in, you know, two, I, I would say at least two hundred thousand. And then, then you'd really have the decision: do you bail or don't you? That would be. Uh, very, very interesting. So, Irish fans, fellow Irish fans, uh, we're not dead just yet. Uh, we, we got a shot. All that stuff can happen. The only ones that would really, like South Carolina could beat Clemson. We, we saw what they did this past weekend, right? Auburn could, you know, beat Alabama. and that, That's a little toughy, um, but it is a rivalry game. And then Alabama's not this unbeatable force this year. Uh, Oregon State could beat Oregon. Michigan State over Penn State. and. Mm, that's going to be a toughie. Although Penn State's really playing for nothing, so but that would be one. Iowa State could beat TCU. Notre Dame could beat the USC. 
Vandy, Tennessee, but if it's no Hendon Hooker, then, you know, you never know. Uh, Kansas could beat Kansas State. You know, Washington State could beat Washington. Really, I think it's just Michigan State. In the pecking order of toughness, I would say um, Vandy against Tennessee, Michigan State against Penn State, and then Auburn versus Alabama. That's where we might have some problems. But it could happen. You never know. So keep with it there, Irish fans. All right, how about some college football trends here, Scott? All right, here we go. Week number 12. Or we actually week number 13. Uh, Oklahoma State this weekend taking on West Virginia. Oklahoma State laying eight and a half, seven and oh against the spread against the Mountaineers. Last seven meetings. Uh, they've owned West Virginia. Michigan versus Ohio State. Eight and oh series run. 56 and a half points is your total. Tough to go over um, if the running back doesn't play, but just giving you the trends, last eight meetings have gone over. Coastal Carolina, 5-11 and 11 against the spread their last 16. I was all set to play James Madison because this is going to be James Madison's last game. They're not bowl eligible. They only play 11 games. And lo and behold, James Madison is not only a favorite, 13 and a half point favorite. Wow. So trends say James Madison. My thinking was James Madison, but I but I don't know about laying 13 and a half. Uh, how about under Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, 61 and a half. Western Kentucky had a nice 22 and 10 under run. How about Rutgers plus 14 and a half against uh Indiana? Or check that, Maryland. Uh, Mike Loxley, head coach of Maryland, 3-19 and 19 against the spread, second half of season since he's been there. Now, they did cover last week against Ohio State, so he bucked that trend. It was 2-19. and 19. Uh, But I like to give trends at least two times in order for them to fail completely. So Rutgers plus 14.5. How about New Mexico State getting 24.5 at Liberty? Liberty, 1-7 and seven against the spread as favorites last eight times. Under 48.5 Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia on a nice 11 and 3 under run. Marshall under Georgia State 45 and a half. Uh, Thundering Herd at a 13 and 4 under run. Over Rice North Texas 60 and a half. Rice 12 and 3 over last 15 games. Under 43 and a half Kentucky Louisville. Kentucky 10 and 1 under last 11 games this year in essence. Minnesota-Wisconsin, uh, Paul Bunyan axe game. Uh, under 35 and a half, Minnesota on a nice 9-3-1 under run. Um, let's see. Over 50 and a half, South Carolina at Clemson, and I do like that one. Uh, South Carolina, 12-3 and three over, last 15 road games. The biggest spread in, uh, in the SEC. Alabama-Auburn. How about Auburn laying 21, or check that, Alabama laying 21 and a half. Bama 13 and four against the spread as home favorites. Even with that big number, 13 and four. Last one. How about uh, Utah laying 29 and a half versus Colorado, arguably the worst team in college football. Buffaloes and NCAA tying worst two and nine against the spread this year. And they've had some monster spreads. And we laid 30 and a half last week with Washington and won, what, 52-7 or 52-10, something goofy like that. 
Buffalo just awful, and and even against the spread, just two and nine. And the Utes are six and zero against the spread as double digit favorites this year. So top 14 trends, I'll post them on my college football page of the website, opsapix.com. But again, it's uh, Oklahoma State laying eight and a half or so against West Virginia. It's over Michigan, Ohio State. It's James Madison laying 13 and a half against Coastal Carolina. It's under Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic. It's Rutgers plus 14 and a half. New Mexico State plus 24 and a half. Under Georgia, Georgia Tech. Over, oh, check that, under Marshall, Georgia State. Over Rice, North Texas, under Kentucky, Louisville, under Minnesota, Wisconsin, over South Carolina, Clemson, Alabama laying 21 and a half, and Utah laying 29 and a half against Colorado. Best college football trends for week 13. Again, I'll post them on the website, so don't uh, drive over or get into any kind of accident. Uh, just go to the college football free page uh, on the website, opsapix.com, and you're all set. All right, coming up next, we'll close up shop with overs and unders. How many teams have gone over their total this year? How many teams have gone under and who's still pending? That is next right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, channel 159 with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, right up until uh, noon Eastern time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Wrapping up shop. All right, here are the teams that are still pending on their overs and unders before we get to some of the overs and some of the unders. Uh, Air Force, eight and a half. Uh, they're eight and three. They take on San Diego State this weekend on the road. That'll be a tough one. Uh, Clemson, ten and a half. They're ten and one. They take on South Carolina. That's not bad if you want to hedge. Uh, Indiana's four and a half. Uh, they're four and seven. They play Purdue. Probably lose that one. Minnesota's seven and a half. Their number is seven and four. Or, uh, yeah, and they're seven and four. Uh, Paul Bunyan game at Wisconsin. That'll be tough. Uh, Navy's four and a half. They're four and seven. They take on Army next week. Notre Dame, eight and five. I, I tell you what, you know, um, they might not beat USC. They're eight and three. But after the first two weeks, who would have thought Notre Dame would be in any position at all to be covering its eight and a half number? But they are. Purdue, seven and a half. They're seven and four. They take on Indiana. I think they win that one. Rutgers, four and a half. They're four and seven. They play at Maryland. Utah's eight and three. Their number is nine. They play at Colorado, so they figure to get that for sure. They're not losing to Colorado, right? Uh, Utah State is seven. They're six and five. They play at Boise State. That'll be close. And then UTEP is five and a half. They're five and six. They play at Texas San Antonio. So in all, from all the teams that I've kept track of this year, I got 15 that are still pending. Uh, Overs, I have 30 of them. Uh, And again, I don't keep track of all of them, but, you know, a pretty good list, but not, not all. Uh, Arizona, Coastal Carolina, Duke, Illinois, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Kansas State, Louisville, LSU, Marshall, Maryland, Michigan, Mississippi State, North Carolina, Ohio State already over, Ole Miss over, Oregon, Oregon State, Penn State, South Carolina, Syracuse, Tennessee, Texas Tech, USC, Texas San Antonio, Vandy, Washington, and Washington State all overs. The ones I kept track of, 32 overs. The ones I kept track of, 32 unders. How about that? How good are the boys in Vegas? Even over-unders, they get it perfectly even. Amazing. 
Enjoy the Thanksgiving weekend, folks. Scott Wetzel, check out the website, opsapix.com. We'll talk to you uh, next week.